This podcast is presented to you by Pastors Tom and Bonnie DeShal from Celebration Church in Harare, Zimbabwe. For more information, please visit celebrationmen.org. Man, how amazing have the sessions been? Who's been blessed? Yeah, come on. It's awesome. How many of you know that God is working so much in our generation? And He's wanting us to move in a position of overflow. Overflow in abundance. And uh, we're just, I just want to just talk a little bit about testimonies, some testimonies that might also encourage you to be better, some testimonies that might also encourage you to put your faith somewhere that maybe you haven't put before. And, um, but let's just pray. God, we just thank you for your word. We thank you that you are doing a new thing, and we look to that. We look to the fact that you are the author and perfecter. So God, we, we just ask you to write our story continually right now in Jesus' name, that all the things we are hearing this week would take root inside of us in Jesus' name. And everyone said? Amen. All right, good. Um, when I first met my wife, she really was excited with the fact that I, I wasn't a shallow person. Have you ever met someone and said, hey, I'm so glad you're shallow? We, we just don't do that, right? And, and so there's something about a depth that, that helps us relate to people and it helps us get to a place where we live uh, beyond the mediocre selves, beyond our mediocre selves. Um, I, I remember our family were, took a trip to Mozambique. Everyone say Mozambique. It's hot and there are mosquitoes and it's terrible during the summer. But we took, a, we took a trip to Mozambique and we had a boat in the ocean. And on one of the nights, there was a huge storm and the boat was anchored to the bottom of the sea. And there was a huge storm that came so bad, we thought the roof of our house was going to lift off. And there was like thunder and lightning and we looked at the boat and this boat looked like it was being tossed. We were like, this thing's going to go. Our boat is going to be gone. So my dad said to me and Dan, why don't you guys swim out there in the, in the storm and just check and make sure that the anchor's okay. So, you know, I'm always up for some sort of a risk challenge, right? And Dan is too. So we, we jumped in the water and we started swimming in like, 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 like drinking seawater. We got to the boat. We felt like, you know, drowned cats. Just looked bad. We're like, and we, 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 we went on the side of the boat because it looked like it might be moving. And we, we, we pulled the anchor and sure as heck, it was solid. No matter what kind of storm was coming, no matter what kind of rain, no matter what kind of waves, because the anchor was solid, nothing moved. Now we had to swim back to the shore. So we dive into the water, and I got, you know, have you ever seen like a shark movie? So I got that same feeling like when you're watching a sh- horror shark movie. And we started swimming, and I was like, man, this feels like, this feels like something bad's going to happen. And anyway, so we, so we swam, we finally got to the, to the, to the, to the beach, and uh, one of the guys who lived there their whole lives said, you know, you know what you guys were doing is this is a hammerhead shark breeding area. And this is the breeding time. And they get really crazy during the breeding time. And I was like, guys, I knew I felt that feeling for a reason. <laughs> you, you, know, you know when you know it's there for a reason. Like, like you can feel like a dog's behind you or something. So, but, 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 but the point of what I'm saying is that when our anchor is deep and it's set, nothing can move us. Right? And I'm, go- I'm going to go really quickly today because we don't have time and I want to make sure we can go, go and have some rest. But I'm talking today about deep rest. Can we go deep enough in our rest to grab everything God has for us? 
And, and, and in the Bible, in Matthew, Jesus talks about this parable. Everyone just say parable. I just need to know you're with me, okay? Jesus talks about this parable where the sower is sowing seed and scattering seed all over the place. And a significant chunk of that seed lands on what's called the shallow soil. And the shallow soil, it says that the shallow soil, these seeds went down and immediately they sprung up. Everyone say immediately. How many of you have ever received a word immediately? Like you, you go so money, you start jumping around, you start telling someone, say, I got a word today and I'm going to be full of joy the rest of my life. But then like, or, or, or you say, I'm going to be called to China. And then the next conference, someone's like, you're still here. <laughs> and you're like, oh, well, that was just, you know, I'm not sure what that was. It was just me. Or, 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 or you get a word, it's like, I'm, I'm going to get a word of blessing. And you take the blessing and you're like, I'm going to be blessed. I'm not going to ever lack. And then all of a sudden it starts to dwindle. It says that the, the, the seed that sprouted the quickest was on the shallow ground. And sometimes we look and judge people by how quickly they respond instead of how deep it goes. Sometimes we judge ourselves by how quickly we respond instead of how deep it goes. Because how many times have you come to a conference where we're hearing so many good things and we're like, wow, this is amazing. But then come the Tuesday of next week, you wake up and you're like, oh man, I need another conference. I need Dr. Miles back. He left too soon. And, 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 and there's, a, there's a principle here that I, I want to make sure we get. And here's why. Everyone just say, everyone say the Wall Street Journal. So the Wall Street Journal did a, um, did a little kind of study on ministers and people involved in ministry. And here's what they found. They said 80% of people in ministry um, believe that their families are affected in a negative way. 80%. Everyone say 80%. 33% say that being in ministry is hazardous, absolutely hazardous to their family. 90% of people in ministry believe they're not able to cope with ministry demands. 90%. It would say 90. And 70% of ministers say they don't have someone that they consider a close friend. So in all this craziness, when we're trying to do things for Jesus, how many of you know that you, when, when you start hanging around the Lord, or hanging out with the Word, or hanging out in church, there's never nothing to do. You never go, oh, well, it's church today. What's there to do? Nothing. Okay. Well, we'll just sit, sit around. There's always something to do. And, 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 um, and, and so, so in this parable, where, where the soil goes shallow, it's the quickest response, but it's the quickest death too. And then Jesus goes on and says, the, the, the cares of the world, the cares of the world and the per persecution on that word, it says the word, dwindles it up because there's no root deep in the soil. He says that the one that has the depth of soil may not sprout as quickly as the one with the shallow spoil, but when it does, it's got root enough to grow fruit. And so often, um, I, 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 uh, so, and, and, and again, because in this day where we need to tell everyone what we're doing, anyone ever feel that pressure? It's like if you don't tell the world, you're not actually doing it. So in this time where we're constantly looking at how to get stuff in the open, how to make sure we look like we're growing, how to make sure that, that everyone sees above the surface. I remember 
um, driving with my dad as a kid, we came, onto the, um, we came onto the building site, and he said, Tommy, look how much work is being done on the building. And I was like, Dad, nothing is above the ground. There is nothing I see. And we, and we came up to these big holes, and all that was in there was cement. And I knew how much money we raised in church. And I was like, Dad, where's all the money gone? He's like, right there. We don't have any walls, Dad. We don't have any doors. We don't even have a floor. It's gone in the, gone in the foundation. Yeah, but we're not seeing anything yet. And how many of you know that when we're, when we're laying a foundation and we're in our secret place, as Dr. Robert was saying earlier, no one's supposed to see that. Because we're getting our soil ready to receive the seed of the word. And I, and I want to, and, 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 but how do we make sure, just turn to your neighbor and say, how do you make sure that your soil is ready for depth? Just check with your neighbor. Say, how do you make sure? And I'm going to read one scripture. The other scriptures are just reference points. But if you go to Hebrews 4, it says this. In, um, in verse 4, it says, for, 4 verse 4, it says, For he is somewhere concerned on the seventh day, and God rested on the seventh day from all his works. There was a rest. And then he says, because he's, he's mad at the Israelites, he says, They shall never enter into my rest. So that's a big deal. Right? You will never enter into my rest. Then in verse 9 it says, So there remains a Sabbath for the people of God now. For the one who has entered into his rest has himself rested from his works as God did from his. Therefore let us be diligent to enter into that rest so that no one will fail through following the same example of disobedience. Let me just break that down real quick. It says be diligent not to do good works. It says you must be diligent to enter into his rest. Because when you're doing something for the Lord and you have a call of God on your life, the hardest thing to do is be diligent in rest. The hardest thing to do when we're leading something, when we're leading a company, when we're leading a business, when we're leading a church, is to be diligent in rest. And so, so often we think, okay, well, I just got to be diligent to keep on going. I got to be diligent to keep on going. And here he says, be diligent to enter into a rest so that we will not fall into the trap of disobedience. You remember the Martha and Mary story? Martha is constantly working. When you're around Jesus, there's always something to do. And Jesus is like, hey, I'm going to rebuke you. Pastor Dave and I talked about this the other day. I'm going to rebuke you for working because there's a time you need to rest at my feet. Because that's where the soil goes deep. So if you look at this real quick. It says, um, uh, so this, and, and it carries on. It says, it says uh, in verse 12, it says, For the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword and piercing as far as the division of soul and spirit of both joints and marrow and able to judge the thoughts and the intentions of the heart. Look at what that says. It says, from the position of rest, then the word is like a sword. Not from a position of crazy busy. Not from a position of hustle, but from a position of rest. Let me just say this. The enemy is after our rest in this nation. The enemy is after our rest in this church. Because if he can get us, if he can get us to just continue to work and work and work and work and not rest in Jesus' feet and not rest in his presence, we won't get the word deep enough to produce a root that will bring a fruit. 
But how do we make sure the soil's deep? There's four ways to rest. You ready for this? Everyone just say four. And then we're going to be done. I'm going to tell some stories and we're going to be done. You see, you know, the secret place. How many of you don't like the secret place? I used to not like the secret place. It was like an eerie place. Because I'm like, I don't want to go in the secret place. Like, what is God even going to say to me? Like, when I get there, is he even going to speak to me? Come on, don't even lie. Every one of us have had that. Like, God, if I ask you something, are you actually going to say anything? Or if I, if, I, if I kneel, are you just going to tell me what I'm doing wrong? So there's four different ways to rest. And, uh, and, and, and tell me if, you, if, you, if you're with me on this. Tell me if you, if you, if you see yourself in any of this. Um, okay. Resting with the wrong identity. That's one way. How many of you have tried to rest under the lordship of a dictator? So, so remember, Robert Henderson, uh, I love what he's talking about, about just how we have to go into as Abba Father. I see you as Father God, not as Dictator God or War General God. But so often in my life, even growing up in church, I've, I've approached the Lord as a slave and taskmaster. So why would I ever want to rest with a taskmaster? Every time someone said, you know, you need to go into Devo's, I was like, I don't know if I want to go to Devo's because... I don't know, like this kind of secret place is kind of a weird place. Because I think I'm just going to get told what to do and, 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 and I don't even, I feel like I'm just going to get told what's wrong with me. So when, when we rest with the wrong identity and, 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 and that's where we don't hear from God enough to get our, our soil deep because we, we, we're like, I don't know, I, God's my general. God's my dictator. I don't know him as father. And so many of us have father issues. So when we, when, we, when we approach the throne room of Jesus, when we approach the throne room of God, we're just like, I don't know, that's a weird place for me. Anyone ever felt like that before? I have. The other place is the misplaced rest, which is like the chill zone. Everyone say the chill zone. How many of you love the chill zone? Where you're like, man, I've been working so hard. Like, like my Bible's kind of work. I don't know if I want to pray to the Lord because when I pray, I've got to go to the prayer room. And that's, that's like a 20-minute drive from my house. Or it's two combis to get there. But then we have this, we have this place of, of chill zone rest. Where we're like, okay, I've had a big week and I'm just, I'm just going to chill. I'm, oh, yes, that's it. My Bible's there, but you know what? I'll, I'll read before I go to bed. You know, I'm sure, Lord, you're, you're here with me anyway, right? Like, you know, you're always with me. You never leave me or forsake me, even if I'm going to watch a whole series right now. And we, and, we, and we chill out and we, and, we, and we turn on maybe Netflix or Quesa. And then we're just like, oh yeah, let's just binge watch. Yes, this is the rest. Hey babe, can you bring me some donuts as well? And, and a liter Coke, not the small Coke, the liter. Because I deserve this rest. And, and it's misplaced rest in the things of the world, consuming with our flesh and by the time we finished it, we feel a bit bad because we ate a, drank a whole liter of Coke. We feel like we got a little bit more pounds because we ate donuts. And by the time we get to our word, we're like, oh, that's good. Let me just read, uh, do not harden your hearts when they provoke me. Lord, I will not harden my heart. Thank you very much. I am going to bed. And then we think we've rested, but nothing's gone deep. This is all shallow stuff, pinging. 
Then there's distracted rest. Have you ever had distracted rest? And, and right now, we have, this, so this is what distracted rest might be. Hey, God, I, I, I want to I sense your presence. I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm to spend some time with you. You know, let me, let me, just, let me just open the word here. Um, I'm just going to pray for the, for the people in Thailand right now. Thank you for the people. You know what? I need to tell people that I'm praying because then that will also help other people pray as well. Praying for Thailand. God saves. Send. Perfect. So Lord, now I've got other people praying as well. And uh, I just, I really appreciate the people in Thailand. Let me just check how many people have said they like that. Let's see how many people. Because this is about influence. You, you know, social media can be used for influence. We're influencing people to pray for people in Thailand. That's good. Look, see, 15 people already praying for Thailand. That is awesome. Um, you know what? I should probably just have some worship music playing as well. Where's that up there? Oh, look, the, like, people post funny things on the group, eh? What, why do people post political stuff on the group? That's just crazy. Oh, yeah. Ah, two more admirers. That's amazing. Okay, they play the music. Play the music. Okay, there we go. Where were we? Let's check. You know, let me just go to the Proverbs because those are just simple to read. You know what I mean? Those are the ones. This is Proverbs. Let's check it out. Ezekiel's so tough. I don't even know how to say that name. You know the Psalms. I can't find Proverbs right now. Let me just go to the Psalms. Rescue me, O Lord, from the evil men. That's amazing. Rescue me from the evil men. Good. I've put two things out there. People know that I'm spiritual and they know that I am resting. That is a good thing. Now it's time to go. And then we walk around and, and, and God's like, but you're not working from a place of overflow because you're not in my rest. You don't have enough depth of soil, so you, there's not enough fruit. And then there's the rest where it says in Isaiah, where it says that, go into the secret place where you will find your overflow. And I don't know about you, but I've been working on empty sometimes. Where when I see someone, I, I know I need to say something. But that's not coming from a place of overflow. It's coming from a place of legalism. Like I better do this because my, I've got a pastor title to my name. Or I've got a Christian associated with my name. You see the secret place, the place of rest where we anchor in ourselves gets us to that place where our soil goes deep. So when we hear a word from God, it goes so deep that it starts to give roots and it starts to grow, grow and we can see the fruit. I don't know about you church, but I want to see more of him. I want to see more of his presence. I want to see more of his power. I used to lay hands on people knowing they would not get healed. Like I already knew. Like I would bet on myself. He will not get healed, but I will pray because I know I'm supposed to pray. And I was like, I, don't want, I want to take God at his word. And so when I was starting to read and, and, and started to read and started to read and like, I'm going to dwell on this, God. I want to see more of you. And I read in Hebrews 8 that it says that the blood of Jesus sprinkled on flesh rendered the power of the enemy useless. And I was like, that's insane. I want to see that. So the other day, I was in DZ and we were preaching. It was amazing. My dad sent me to the DZ church, my mom and dad and Dr. McConey. And I was like, who needs healing? 
and this person comes up and she's been hit by a car and her hips are out of place and she's like, I'm in pain. And she says, and I've got this string on my foot that the, that the Nyanga gave us so that I wouldn't feel the pain. So now I'm like, I, I, I've got to go to the depth here because the word of God says that if we lay hands on the sick, that they will recover. And, 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 I've, and I've meditated that out and I've made sure it's not just here, but it's right here. And so I, we, we took the string off. Bah! And she starts feeling the pain. She's like, ah. And I was like, ah, oh, Lord, this is you. Like, this has got to be you. So just God, in the name of Jesus, your name is bigger than every other name. It's bigger than the name of a young. It's bigger than the name of this car accident. It's bigger than the name of a hip injury. And we start praying, and all of a sudden, back into place, she's like, the pain's gone. And we held up the string in her face, and we said, you know what replaced this? The power of Jesus replaced this string. And I want you to take this back to your family and I want you to show them and say, I don't need this anymore. But, but, but what ended up happening is instead of me thinking it's not going to happen, I was like, I'm just going to take you at your word, God, because my soil and my heart is in a place to receive it. And I haven't been distracted and I know your heart for that person is bigger than my heart for them. You see, I, 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 again, I used to feel like what I was doing was helping the Lord. So I'm just going to pray, and then God, if you want to come through miraculously, you can just do that. But now when, you, when, you, when you're in his presence, you start thinking about, God, how do you see that person? How do you see the fact that they've been hit by a car, or they've been mistreated? And now it doesn't become about your own emotions or affections, it becomes about his. And now you're like, I have no choice. So I went down, down the stairs, and it was, it, it, it was, it was cool, and there was this guy who was, you know, we, we handed out Bibles to a few people, and this guy was sitting, selling airtime, and he's like, hey, hey, Murungu, where's my Bible? I was like, hey, you can walk upstairs to church and get the Bible. And he points to his, to his crutches, he says, I can't. He says, because look, I've got crutches. And again, before, I would have been like, because I, I received the healing word with, on shallow soil before, I would have just been like, ah, you know, God bless you, let me run up and get you the Bible. But something on the inside of me was like, man, this thing's deep. I said, do you, do you want to be healed right now? Do you want to put those crutches away? And he was like, he looked at me like, huh? I was like, come, let's pray. His name was Bongani. We prayed for Bongani. And all of a sudden, he's, he's there, and he just starts getting up. He puts his crutch aside and he just starts jumping like this. And he's like, hey, hey. And he's like, and, 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 and I'm saying this not because, not because there's anything great about me, but because there was a time I was like, I cannot just lay hands on the sick and know they're not going to be healed. I've got to take you at your word, God. I have to take you at your word. There was another thing. Um, this year, stadium worship, anyone seen? We, we, we're all getting ready for Saturday night, right? So in stadium worship, um, we, we started saying, okay, Lord, we, we, we want you to fund this thing outside of just our church. We want this whole thing to be funded. And we got on the first sort of breakfast invitation, 
meeting, someone said that it's going to be an abundance. You're going to get a massive abundance. And we're like, absolutely. And we're like, okay, no matter what happens, we're going to take the word of abundance. We're going to dwell on it. We're going to pray about it. We're going to, we're going to make sure it goes deep in the soil. We're not shouting about it. So we send out the communication and churches start kind of responding in their own kind of way like, hey, we'll bring oranges. So oranges isn't going to pay for the lights. <laughs> hey, we'll, we'll send our crew. Your, your crew as in like your crew with cash or your, your crew? No, 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 we'll just send our crew. Just tell them what, I, okay, all right, Lord. No, 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 but God, you said abundance and we're going to hold on to that word abundance. We're going to make sure that comes to pass, Lord. We're going to hold on to what you gave us. As of today, we are in excess of meeting, meeting, meeting the targets. It's, it's, it's crazy. There was, and, and all I'm saying is that I've, I've, I've found this, this kind of this, this thing of rest, and I'm like, God, I, I, this, is, this is incredible. And, and the depth of the soil produces this fruit. And I just, I want to encourage everyone in this room to start getting into this habit of just rest. Just resting in Him, resting in His presence. And, 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 and what does that look like? Um, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you one more story and then something that will blow your mind. We had been prophesied over as a company. I run with a team called C Media. And it's from this church. And we, we were prophesied that we were going to work with this big organization. And we got a call and they said, hey, come in but you have to work with these two other people. And we're like, okay, God, this is amazing. This is incredible. We didn't even try to do this. And all of a sudden, the two people started trying to push us out. And, and they, they were in better standing than we were. They started trying to push them out and we're like, God. And I remember driving home from a meeting where we, where we, where we knew we were being pushed out and with our teammates, and we're like, God, we're gonna pray for them. We're gonna pray for our enemies. We're going to pray for the people trying to push us out because we're going to stand on your word that you will be the person that brings justice, that your spirit will bring justice. So instead of getting, again, shallow, quickly dying, we started just declaring God's word, just declaring God's word, declaring God's words. A few days later, they come and we're meeting in our office and both of these people start fighting amongst each other in front of us like the chaos between the Ammonites and the other rites. <laughs> and they're just, and they're going at it and they're looking to us to mediate. And all of a sudden, the positions shift because we trusted in the word and we're like, we're gonna let that go deep and we're gonna hold on to it. And no matter what storm comes, no matter what wave comes, no matter what rain comes, no matter what lightning comes, we're gonna hold on to the word that you gave us. And in the secret place, we're gonna put the anchor down and we're gonna be in a place of overflow, God. Because the whole earth is waiting for the full manifestation of the sons and daughters of God. Not the shallow manifestation of the sons and daughters of God. So when we're in his presence, how do we get back to, to his rest? I had a friend teach me this and we're going to close and I'm going to ask you one question. He said to me, he said, Tom, listen, man, rest is not about one day. It's about a lifestyle. He was like, when you, when you come up against something, let's take a two-minute Sabbath. What? A two-minute Sabbath? Let's just put it before God. Say, God, Lord Jesus, you see what's in front of us. 
God, we rest in you, God. We put our trust in you, Jesus. Lord, show us what this next step looks like, God. Give us the joy that only heaven can give. Give us the joy that only your trust can give, God. We declare your word over this situation. Give us rest. Give us peace. Give us abundance. Lord, let your word go deep in our soil in Jesus' name. And we started to practice this because we can get so hung up on just doing and doing and doing and doing and doing and we've got a plan. We've got to hustle. We've got to figure this out. But when we're in his presence and we're in his rest, then the two-edged sword that cuts through and starts to shape us and shape our future begins to be used. There was a girl who was held captive for her Christianity in a Muslim nation. And she was held there for three years. This is a true story. And every day she was beaten for her faith in prison. Every day. You can imagine this. And one day a bomb goes off next to the prison and she goes concussed. And she sees Jesus. And she said, the first thing that I felt was how much selfish ambition I had. The first thing that I felt in your presence and in your rest was the selfish ambition that I had. The second thing was your love. And when she came back, she was like, I've got to, I've, I've got to work on my selflessness. And when we get in his presence, so many people say, well, how can they be in church? And they don't, they don't change. You, you ever wonder that about someone in church? You're like, how do you be in church listening to the word and you're still lying, mate? Like, how can you be in church and you're still stealing things, bro? It's because there's the shallow ground where we receive it with joy, but we don't let it go deep inside of us and produce fruit. So here's my question to you. Here's what I want to ask. Is as we stand before Jesus right now, we have two minutes. I want us to go into a place of rest. And here's what I want you to ask. I'm asking you, and if you have something to write down, what challenge are you facing right now that seems impossible? What challenge are you facing right now that seems impossible? Write it down, write it on your phone. What challenge are you facing right now that seems impossible? And as you write that down, right next to it, I want you to write down the truth about that challenge based on the word. The truth about that impossible situation based on the word of God. Just right next to it. So you've got the challenge, the impossible situation, and then the truth of that. to do is in these last 50 seconds because then I want to make sure we get out here come back fresh for tonight rested for tonight I want you to let the peace of God rule over that situation and I want you to enter into his rest right now just for 50 seconds and whatever you have to do just open your arms up if you want to kneel down if you have to stand Just say, God, I'm entering into your rest, God. May the word for this situation be rooted deep within me. It may be something you heard already in one of the sessions. May this word be rooted deep within me. 
so that I can see fruit in my life. God's always working on different soils in different situations and different aspects of our lives. So can we do that real quick? Just, just pray with me and then just we'll be in silence for a few seconds. You ready? Watch what God does. Watch what he does just in this few seconds. You ready? All right. Just pray with me. Just repeat this after me. Say, Lord Jesus, God, this situation that I bring before you, this challenge, Lord, I look at it based on your word. I trust your word, God. I trust that you are Father. And as I'm in this place of rest, may the word go deep in my heart. May it be like an Isaiah, where I work from a place of overflow with this issue, God. Help me to take little Sabbaths and time out, and not to rest distracted not to rest with the wrong identity but to rest completely in your word in Jesus name in Jesus name now let that word just penetrate your heart just let that word penetrate your heart God I just thank you for your holy presence God Lord we thank you for your rest Jesus that we can sense your joy and your peace and your rejuvenation God Show us your heart for this situation. Show us your heart for this challenge, God. We put our trust in you, God. You said, come, all who are weary, and you would give us rest. God, that your word would be sharp inside of us, God, and it would shape us. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus, for your presence. Thank you, Jesus, for your presence, God. Thank you that we can rest in you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God, that we can trust you, Lord. We don't look at the secret place skeptically. We don't look at the the word that you said with skepticism, but we can trust you, God. When you say there's going to be abundance, we know that there will be abundance. When you say there's going to be healing, God, we know there's going to be healing, God. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening. For more teachings and videos, visit celebrationmen.org.